Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. So the, the enemy only speaks lies for doubt and fear. Bully's job is doubt and fear. The bully's job is doubt and fear. If I can get you to doubt and fear, you'll become stagnant and you will not move forward. So Paul here, we're going to go to the first scripture. Let's move to this quickly, y'all. It's is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 and 5, King James Version. It's my side church right here. Y'all say what's up to the side church. How y'all doing, side church? Good to have y'all this morning. It says, though we walk in the flesh, we live in the flesh every day. Though we walk in the flesh, our war is not in the flesh realm. For the weapons of our warfare, watch this, are not carnal, but mighty. I like that. It's not carnal, but mighty. <laughs> what it's saying is, to live with a carnal mind is weak. Because <laughs> it didn't say it's not carnal, but spiritual. It says it's not carnal, but mighty. So the opposite of mighty is carnal. Your feelings, your emotions, to live by your carnal, fleshly feelings is weak, low-level living. You ever heard the term fight fire with fire? Yeah, you don't always, you shouldn't always do that. You shouldn't always fight emotion with emotion. You, if somebody's angry at you, you shouldn't respond even more angry. If somebody hating on you, you shouldn't hate back. That's weak, that's low, that's carnal. Bring it up. Bring it up. Our weapons are not carnal or weak. They're mighty. Oh, through God though. Uh, through God. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We got some strongholds in our life. Fortresses that have been set up by the enemy uh, from, from adolescence. These strongholds are fortresses like, like army bases where the enemy plants his troops. So let's say fear is a stronghold in your life established by parents. Right? Because your fear or your honor or your reverence system should be established by your authority or your guardians. So most people don't even grow up with their biological parents. So they don't even know what or who to fear, the healthy fear. So you open yourselves up for all types of fears. And now while your mother or your father is supposed to establish this is what you respect, this is what you reverence, this is what you fear, they're supposed to establish these things for you. But they create fortresses for the enemy to live in with unhealthy fears. Like, oh, God, get that. If it's a bug on your shoulder, kids are not going to freak out. If it's a bug on their arm, unless the parent, I need the side church with me because they're not with me. Are y'all with me? Is any amens on the screen? Unless the parent freaks out, Junior, Junior, get that on. Junior's like, what? What? It must be something wrong with this cute thing crawling on me. You did what? Now, where's your mic? Go ahead. Anytime you feel like talking, speak, daughter. That, that happened to me. Like, I, um... Mom, of course, I'm scared of, I was scared of everything that existed, water, rain, the big sky, the big earth. I was afraid of the sand at the beach, the, the water at the beach, the bugs at the beach, the birds at the beach. I couldn't function in life. That's how fearful I was. So it wasn't just, I didn't pick my fears. I just lived in fear. And so when my kids was young, they used to let bugs crawl on their arms and all, and all of that. And I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. And one time, I used to love ladybugs until I knew they can fly. 
And then one time a ladybug came in my house and it was on the counter. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. The kids were sitting there watching. And I was like, it's so cute. And then it just took off flying. I was like, ah! And I went crazy. And I saw both fears jump into my kids, literally. I saw the moment where they was like, and then ever since then, they went crazy every time they saw a bug. So I know that's true. That establishes what we call a principality. Exactly. So now the kids are like, oh, we're supposed to be exactly. fearful and, I, and scared. Because the, I hated the, it. The, the, because the parent that I trust yep. has demonstrated exactly. fear over this yeah. small thing. Yep. And while God has not given me the spirit of fear, uh, there's been a principality placed exactly. on my life based on the fears projected on me. Mm -hmm. Your fears have been projected on you because you were not born with them. You need to check what you fear. So now you're afraid of bugs. You're afraid of, you have phobias now. You're afraid of the dark. You're afraid of blood. You're afraid of, and God has not, we were not created to fear. I have no reason to fear. I said, I have no reason to fear. Oh, I don't. And let me add this. I said, I have, okay, go ahead. No, that was good. I that felt sounded like, like a good song. Good. But even animals, like when people get attacked by animals, they're only getting attacked because of their fear. So animals are not naturally aggressive like that. Uh, we're, we fear them because of their attack. Like when they smell fear, that's when they attack because they, we're supposed to be dominating them. So when they see a person over them that's fearful, yeah. they're going to attack you. Yeah. And that's the thing. We can't subdue and fear at the same time. So if you're just walking by that dog or walking by that thing like that, I had to learn that, obviously. So you're just walking past it. As long as you're not fearing it, it's not bothering you. But attacks come through fear. Because the, they, say, they say animals can smell fear they or can. sense it. Yeah. So since we're their authority, we're supposed to be cool, calm, and Correct. collected. When they feel that energy, it's like, what? What you, what you about to do over. to me? They what take you? over. Then they get nervous, and then they lash out. Some of us have anger issues because of fear. Exactly. Exactly. We have controlling issues for fear Correct. of rejection. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. God is scr not scratching his head, but God is like, I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but we walk by fear and not by sight. Woo. Many even believers walk by fear and not by sight. Because you take the word of another. Snakes are dangerous. And I get it. You should have healthy fear. I'm not saying go lay in the mouth of an alligator and see if he closes his mouth. I'm not saying that. But there is healthy fears, but then there's projected fears that we live by and make decisions based on. That's a principality. That's a stronghold. And the thing about fear is so many other things can live in that fort. Fear, phobia, insecurities, uh, no, 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 neglect, embarrassment, shame, guilt. All of these things are hidden in this stronghold we call fear. Fear, prejudice, judgment. All of these forts are set up and the enemy hides all of his troops in there. So God says, listen, we need spiritual weapons to tear down strongholds in your mind, strongholds in your heart, preconceived notions, preconceived uh, uh, judgments concerning other races, concerning other ethnicities, concerning whatever. We have preconceived notions based on what we've been taught or what, being, what we've been exposed to, and we've set up forts in our minds and in our hearts, and we will not budge even if the word of God comes to us. So God says you need that. He says, if, listen, and this is what, parents, sister, brother, cousins, neighborhood, hood, 
these all set up strongholds in our mind. Just like she feared the ladybug on our daughters and projected that on them, your parents can do that. Your cousins can do that. So that's why Jesus is like, hold on. I got to deal with you specifically. I have to have a personal relationship with you. When you deal with me, you cannot base me and you on your, what, come on, y'all, what your mom said, what the church said, what religion says, what grandma, look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. Let's go to the next one. Luke 14, 26. If any man come to me and don't hate his father, it got, it got quiet. And hate not his father and mother. Now, that's the two people God instructs us to honor the most. While on earth, outside of your wife and your, while your, wife and your, your spouse. He says, honor your mother and your father. But look at, look, at, look at God starting from the head down. If you want to come after me and you don't hate your father, you don't hate your mother, now he goes to the, what? So, so that's who you belong to on earth, your parents. You belong to to your mother and father on earth. Now it's going to go to what belongs to you. If you don't hate your mother and father, you belong to them. Your wife and children, they belong to you. Your brother and your sisters, that's like neighbors, friends, and literal family. Even your own life, you cannot be my disciple. So he's not saying hate them literally. He's saying in comparison to me, if you have to love one and hate the other, you better love me. And, and posture yourself as even I hate my own life. I hate my own ways when it comes to going against God's ways. And I knew it would get quiet here, which is why I put the scripture second. Because I'm not telling you to go home and cuss out your parents. Because Jesus said, I got to hate you. No, but when it comes to either or, if God said and then dad said, I got to do what God said. If God said, but mom always taught me, I got to do what God said. If God said, but the church says, I got to do what God says. I hate my own thoughts when it comes to what God says. I hate my own life. Come on, y'all. So this whole warfare and bullying and living for me is not going to work if you don't see me as supreme priority. Are y'all hearing me? So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Next verse, we move it quick. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are moving in our own strength too much, wondering why things aren't working. We have our own intellect, our own creativity, and we go out into the world in our own strength. Things fail. Things don't finish. We don't complete. And we're scratching our head like, but I'm saved. God should have, no, you should have went out in my might. God's might. God's strength. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You're not even able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil we discussed last week are always self-pleasing. Always self-pleasing. A bully could be an addiction. You, you, addiction can be a bully. It, it robs us of productivity. It, it demands your attention. All, it demands your attention and your response. That's an addiction. It's not just your attention. It demands a response. It's not just I'm exposed to it all the time, but it's calling for me to respond to it. If you're always responding to everything you're exposed to, you might be addicted. Come on, y'all. It's not just about exposure. It's about response. Whatever controls your response is your Lord. 
Whatever controls your response. I'm not saying you're boo or a person because we're going to learn in one scripture over that it's not about flesh and blood. Whatever demands your response is your Lord. Pride could be your Lord. You ain't going to talk to me like that, so I'm going to tell you off. You didn't respond to the person. You respond to your pride. Well, let's, let, me, let me tell you what I'm talking about. The next one. For we wrestle not. This is all I'm saying. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So it's not your boss you're upset with. It's how he sees you and how you feel about yourself. So uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, look, but against principalities. This is where we stopped last week, so I don't want to stop too hard right here. But against principalities, these are the foundational uh, origin of thoughts, processes, and standards that we live by. These now, principalities, now that I'm 44, principalities now live in my subconscious. She don't even know, she don't, you don't even realize at a certain age that I'm fearful of bugs because my mom screamed to the top of her lungs when I was four. So now that you're older, it's just in your subconscious. I'm so, so now these principalities are embedded as part of you. And God has come through his spirit to separate you from the lies of the principality. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So we must renew our minds. We got to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We got to renew the meditations of our hearts. That's the subconscious, the meditations of your heart. How do you feel about yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? How do you see yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? How do you see yourself? How do you view yourself? Because part of how you view yourselves as a believer is also how you view God. Oh. Thank you, baby. I'm not God. I'm not, I'm not saying you are God. But how you view yourself as a believer is also a reflection of how you see God. If you don't see yourself as worthy, if you don't see yourself as anything, then he, then God must not be able to make me righteous. God, his blood must not be able to wash me clean. If you still have low, I hate to say low self-esteem, but if you're not walking in the godly confidence that you should have as a believer, it's not just a reflection of you, it's a reflection of how you see him. Because I don't care how I am, once I'm in Christ, I am a new creature all things are passed away so if i ask you how you feel about you i'm actually essentially asking you how do you feel about god you feel me i can't believe he's the savior and the deliverer and the healer but i'm sick and i ain't gonna make it and i'm not good enough and it'll never happen for me the devil is a liar come on y'all we're walking in such low-level faith, but we believe he's the king of all kings. That's impossible. It's hypocrisy. We're living in hypocrisy. How I view God has to reflect on me if I'm in him. I'm going to let that sit for two seconds. This is stuff I like. This should be encouraging to you because you ain't got to go based on your history or your life. Hey, your life is now hidden in Christ. I said, your life is hidden in Christ. I got to take about 30 seconds. I'll be right back. I promise I'll finish this. But I just got a glimpse of who I am. I just got a glimpse of who I really am. So the Bible always tells us. My life is hid in Christ. 
Stop exposing yourself. Stay hidden. Stop exposing your fears. Stay hidden. Stop exposing your doubts. Stay hidden. If I believe he's the redeemer, I believe I'm not the same. Tell your name. Oh, 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 oh. Not the same. Not the same. I can't believe all this about God and to believe totally dark about me. I can't believe the wondrous, marvelous things about God. And then my life is just dust and dirt. And I can't, I can't. If I believe he washes me white as snow, I can't believe I'm dirty as the ground. I want to stay here for two more minutes, but I'm going to keep going. How you view you is a reflection of how you view God. Anybody saved in here? Come on, say, I'm saved. I, I can't stay on that. But the, woo, I, <laughs> I'm saying, people bring up your past. Oh, that's the old me. I don't even, I don't even remember that anymore. I've been washed in the blood. I've been redeemed. I've been, okay. What? You can't hold me to my past if I believe the word. God told me a little while ago, he said, all or nothing. You can't believe part of the word. I've been believing part of the word. Where sin abound, grace much more abound. God told me, that, hey, he said, if you're going to believe it, believe the whole thing. For my life, for a long time, I just believe that sin abounds. I just know all my mistakes. I know all my crazy thoughts. I know all the darkness. Oh, sin abounds, sin abounds. But you can't just believe part of the word. If you believe sin abounds, you got to believe grace much, much more. Tell your neighbor, finish the word, finish the scripture, finish the scripture. I'm not mad at the first part, but get the last part too. I'm not mad at the Old Testament, but get that New Testament too. I'm not mad at the law, but get that grace too. Woo! Hallelujah! <laughs> so, principalities are now the meditations of our heart. How do you think about yourself? What is the words you can, the Bible, the Bible talks about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she said within herself. Do you know how many bullies she had to fight off in her mind? See, mental bullies, mental bullies is self-talk, right? Do you know how many bullies she had to fight off to say to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Understand this, y'all. She's been to every doctor. Come on, y'all. She spent all of her money. So if anybody was discouraged, the woman with the issue of blood was discouraged. If anybody lost hope, I'm sure she lost all hope. But she got a chance to remove the bullies in her mind. And she said, if I can just but. And, and the studies show that she said within herself actually means she repeatedly said it. It's the meditations. Of, it's what I continually say to myself. I can't say it once and expect change. But every step of the way, if I can touch him, if I can touch him, if I can touch him, and then you got haters and bullies blocking, what are you doing? Stop that. You know, you, if I can touch him, if I can touch him. And she kept saying it every step of the way until she finally, somebody, I need you to touch him this morning. You've been on the way all 2020. You've been taking steps all 2020, but today is the day you finally touch them. 
Today is the day you finally get what you need. Tell somebody, I'm going to touch them today. Say it again. I'm going to touch them today. I'm going to get my healing today. I'm going to be whole today. My mind going to be renewed today. Tell somebody it's going to happen today. All right. If I could stop that music, I could finish this. Sit down. She repeatedly said it. What do you repeatedly say to yourself? Well, they sing better. They look better. They, you keep. Come on, Joe. What do you continually say to yourself? Because I've learned. I said I've learned. I learned that it doesn't matter what people say about me. It matters what I say about me. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's a grace. Because if your life reflected what others said, what would you be looking like now? Aren't you glad your future is in your mouth? Aren't you glad your future is in your thoughts? Never mind, let me, let me. I'm glad my music teacher didn't have the last say. He told me, Thomas, you keep playing around. You, I know you're talented and you play in church and you play by ear. But if you don't learn how to read music, you'll never make it in the music industry. So I'm glad he didn't have the final say. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that's what he, the authority told me. But what I kept telling myself is if I could just touch. I kept telling myself a different story. So I'm glad he doesn't have the final say. Who has the final say? You say, Jehovah. I can't hear y'all say, who has the final say? final say. <laughs> Woo! Look at your neighbor and say, God has the final say. Oh, and because he loves me, I know all things work together for good. <laughs> what do you say to yourself? Our complaints could be complaining, 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 could be a reflection of lack of trust and faith. Uh-oh. Complaining could expose lack of trust. How do they always get the, they are coming to America. She always gets the good ones. <laughs> I 
Complaining shows lack of trust. I don't trust that I'll get a good one. So it's not just you're complaining because you're sick of something. You are afraid. You're, you're have, you have lack of trust somewhere. You can't really rest in life because you have no security because you choose not to trust what he said for how something looks. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, because you keep saying that every wedding. And you say that in between weddings, too. You keep that cloud over your life like that Charlie Brown character, just that rain cloud over you, just... Oh, I never get married. It's always a, somebody next to me always catches the bouquet. I never get it. Nobody want to stay with me. I, I date people. I, you keep that cloud over your life. I don't say that about myself. No more. Somebody say no more. Change your inner words. Change your self words and base it not on ambition. Base it on his word. Oh, powers we wrestle against. Rulers of the darkness of this world. There are people who rule darkness to make sure it stays dark. There are people who make sure hatred remains. Not people, there are spirits that make sure hate remains. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Make sure racism remains in places of authority. There's going to be rulers of the darkness that make sure evil and wickedness is sustained in high places. Keep marching, though. Keep protesting, though. We need all of that. But there are spirits that are making sure darkness remains in office. Darkness remains in high places. Keep protesting. Keep marching. We need it all. But understand that there are spirits making sure that once Trump is out, somebody else is in carrying the same dark agenda. Unless God puts light in there. But our dependency is not on the government. Hey, they're yelling from the audience. The government shall be upon his shoulders. How, we got the chief governor inside of us. And his name, what's his name real quick, Liv? I said, what's his name? Woo! Let me get y'all out of here. Spiritual wickedness. In high places. We're going to talk about this a little bit more in depth. That's like secret societies. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to talk. We all know about it. The Masons and all that. Illuminati. We, okay, 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 okay. We're going to get into it. So it says, now because of this, let me close. Because of this, this is my second closing. I got three for those of you. Because of this, take unto you the whole armor of God. The next verse, that you, may be able, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. I love that. Do everything you got to do to make sure you're standing. He didn't say, I'll make sure, I'll do what I need to do to make sure you keep standing. You, having done all to, I need prayer. I just can't, what you need prayer for? You haven't even disciplined yourself. And remove yourself from dysfunctional environments. You, you haven't done all to stand. And you want prayer to stand. I'm not saying we're not going to pray for you to stand, but most of your standing is your responsibility. You got to do all to stand. My mind is just, well, what do you watch? Well, my mind is, what do you, is you, you have to do all to stand. Never mind. It says, take unto you the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand. The first scripture, it says, stand against. This one says, withstand. Stand against is like fighting against. 
fight against your own mind, fight against injustices, fight against, you know, certain things inside of you, fight against certain opposing things coming at you. But then the next one says, you need the whole armor to withstand, because some hits you just got to take. I cannot stand a believer that can't take a hit. Listen, you got to learn how to withstand. Jesus had to practice meekness and zip his lip because I know how to withstand. It's not all about standing against it, get off me, and fighting again. No, sometimes you got to learn how to take the hit and bend like a palm tree, but don't break. Tell your neighbor, bend, don't break. Because some hits you got to take. It's called your cross. They're not ready. Take up your cross. You got to take some hits. You got to be lied on and be like, mm. You got to be hated on and be like, mm. You got to experience some racism and be like, ugh. Some hits you got to take. If you're a boxer, why practice defenses if there's no hits you got to take? I, I used to wonder, when, when I first saw LeBron coming into his Hulk Hogan body, First of all, I want to know his diet because I'm trying to gain weight, and I don't know why I don't look like LeBron yet. It's okay. So anyway, I'm like, why is LeBron working out like he has to be in a wrestling ring? Because he knows when he goes to the hole, there's some hits he going to have to take. I can't punch you back. I can't fight you back. I might give you a little elbow in the ribs, though. But you understand what I'm saying? You work out or you put on the full armor because I know when I get back on the court, there's some hits I got to take because the enemy doesn't fight fair. Know that. I got to go. I'm leaving. The enemy doesn't fight fair. Duh. So let's stop being mad that the systems are not fair. We know that. It's wicked. It's twisted. It's prejudiced. It's racist. It's evil. It's dark. We know that. What are we going to do to prepare for the hits because of that? Oh, we're going to put on the armor. That's, that's, that's what we're going to, that's what we kind of is going to try to do. Sometimes you got to stand against, sometimes you got to withstand. Withstand the pandemic while we stand against the enemy of our souls. So let's keep it going. Let me, let me just start with one and then I'm going to end it here. It says... Stand, having your loins girt about with truth. You can play. I'm going to end this. Are you, are you preaching? Are you preaching? Are you preaching? Because you said not facts. Okay. Loins girt about with truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. Well, what is Jesus? Not just the Son of God. He's the Word. So we got to have our loins girded about with truth. Gird about. Tighten the belt. Tighten the grip on the Word of God in your life. Around your loins. Cravings. Desires. My desires got to be girded about with the Word. I got to tighten up the word around my affections. I'm talking about spiritual warfare, y'all. The 
This ain't about not having sex if you're not married. It's about spiritual warfare. If my cravings are not bound by the word, I'll be subject to insanity. Come on, y'all. He will use my cravings as a gateway to get into the desires of my heart. I got to tighten up. Gird your loins. Paul used this illustration being in jail because he saw soldiers all the time. And what soldiers would do in a battle because their skirts were long, they would pick up their skirts and tighten them around their belts so they could have more agility, so they could move more easily, so they won't be hindered in movement. So what he was saying is, have your loins good about truth. Whoa, don't let nothing trip you up. Loins girt about with truth. And he's looking for worshipers who will worship him. I'm going somewhere. Watch this. In spirit and in truth. Worship is not what we do for a half hour before the word. Worship is our lifestyle. So what the scripture is saying is live in truth. Live honestly. Don't, 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 don't. God's going to make a way for you, brother. And you know you can help them? If it's not Jesus' job and it's yours, don't be phony because that'll trip you up. You understand what I'm saying? Be truthful because that'll trip you up when it comes to mental warfare. Dishonesty will become a hindrance when you try to fight spiritual warfare. Lying to your neighbor, being dishonest, being deceitful, being conniving, you know, being pick it up, Mm -mm, I'm not doing that because I got too much going on in my mind to be tripping over dishonesty to try to cover the last lie I told, to try to, uh -uh, he said pick it up you don't need nothing getting in the way of this warfare, live honestly live peacefully, don't think about a lie you got to cover, be truthful so live truthfully and tighten up the word of God area of your desires, cravings, and affections because you don't need anything tripping you up during this warfare. We got pandemics. We got racism. We got too much going on. We got furloughed people. We, we have too much going on to be tripped up by our own attire. Yeah. We got too much going on. We got too much going on. Yeah, warfare, right? <laughs> too much going on to be tripped up our own attire or desires. This is not the time to do as thou wilt. It's too much warfare going on. This is not the time to just, it's the time to tighten up the word. We're in a war. Tighten up that word. I know what you want to do. I know how you want to respond. But tighten up the word. What do you say about what I feel? What do you say about what I desire to do or who I desire to be or how I desire to respond? What does the word say? What's the truth? Because I know what I feel and it's strong. When I grab your hand, I'm quiet. We'll continue this list next week. We just started with the loins. Pick up your skirts, man. Pick up your robes, man. It's too much slack. It's too much slack. 
about us? Be truthful. Live by the word of God. We don't need no hindrances during this warfare. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.